Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusion apply. Limited time offer. Welcome, listener. How are you? We're glad you're doing well. Welcome back to another episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we talk about issues in the blindness community. Today, we're joined by someone who has really been looking forward to recording this episode. His name is Will Murgatroyd. And he joins us from somewhere in the UK. First of all, good evening to you over there in the UK. We're glad, we're so glad that you stayed up so late. I, I personally immensely appreciate that. And so will our listeners. Will, <laughs> no worries, Aaron, no worries. Will, no worries to you too. Basically, um, now ladies and gentlemen, the following episode, of course, will contain graphic content. And for that reason, do not worry, Will. You can speak from the bottom of your heart and say everything that's on your mind. This content is marked as explicit for a reason. So uh, let's go. Will Mercatroyd, he has a lot of things to say about the question, how did Will become blind in the first place? Uh, I've never met this guy before. This is very interesting. So why don't you introduce yourself? I'll interject as we go through. You have about an hour. Go ahead. Ah. Uh. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Aaron. So um, as um, the introduction just stated, uh, my name is Will Murgatroyd and I'm a 20-year-old uh, visually impaired young man from the northwest of England. And as Aaron rightly said, uh, I have uh, appeared on his podcast today to discuss the tragic events leading up to my sight loss. Uh, should I begin with my story now? Uh, yeah, yes. Yes, this is where the story starts. Yes, go. Yes, jump, for, jump right in. Jump right into it. Sure, go ahead. Man. Okay, no problem. No problem. So, um, I was born on the 29th of October, 1999, and I was born perfectly, perfectly sighted, perfectly normal. However, you would define uh, normal. I was born um, to <clears throat> my mom Claire and my father Tony. So the incident in question started on the 19th of December 1999 when I was just seven weeks old. It was a Sunday night and obviously I don't remember any of this. This is what I've been told over the years, certainly in, in, in recent years, but I'll, I'll get to, to that soon. Um, so my mum had gone out for a couple of drinks with a friend of hers and had left Tony in charge of me. Now this, I believe, was his first time babysitting me and I was actually his firstborn son. He was about 31 at the time. Um, and for whatever reason, um, there is an article about it online, which doesn't, doesn't really go into very much detail, uh, certainly not much more than I'm gonna be telling you guys today. Um, but uh, apparently in a fit of temper it was, uh, he came upstairs and uh, took me out of my cot and violently shook me. Now, 
by, when, by the, oh, this, oh, listener, by the way, you just asked a question. So in the audience, they would probably ask the question, many of my listeners are American. You just use a British word. So your, your father, Tony, he took you out of your crib. In the States, we say crib. M much, I of see. My, much of my audience. No, I, I knew what you meant. Um, cot is a, is a different thing. That has really nothing to do with this. But it is important as we go through, if you use specific regional vocabulary, you'd be surprised. Listeners get very confused very quickly. So he, he was in this, uh, this rage. Um, question, what, what, was, what, what, what was the rage? Why was, why was he such a rageful person? I mean, there's always a real reason. Or, or did he have a reason to be in this rage? Um, to be honest, I'm not too sure. Okay. Um, right. So anyway, so I, I, he, runs, he runs up and he grabs you out of your crib. And then what? Um, he shakes me violently. And all I know next is that my mom and my friend come come in from a you know a, a lovely night out drinking and things thinking absolutely nothing nothing of it you know everything's normal um before my mom can even fit the key in the door and and unlock it tony comes rushing down saying oh uh, the baby's not well so mom and my friend and her, and her friend sorry um rush upstairs and there i am on the end of the bed um my eyes are bloodshot um, I'm emitting frequent high-pitched squeals, and obviously, you know, at this point, my mom's going, "Shit, something isn't it isn't right here." So she dials nine nine nine, which is obviously the British um, emergency services. In your case, it's nine one one, and I'm uh, and I'm rushed to hospital. And long story short, I'm basically put on life. Now, unfortunately, I can't tell you, I, I personally can't tell you everything, because obviously I don't remember it, but um, I spent a lot of time in, in hospital, um, on this life support, you know, my mum was obviously distraught, and my father actually didn't say anything at all. He, he, he literally kept stum for... A very long time um, and it eventually transpired that I had um, shaken baby syndrome as a result of what he'd done and that caused sight loss brain damage and a fractured right tibia now the latter two of them the brain damage and the fractured tibia um, they actually fixed at the hospital but obviously my sight loss has always remained um, now he this is the part that this is the part that really confuses all of us, Aaron. Um, he was found guilty at the, there were two trials, the civil and the criminal trial in I think probably 2000, 2001, I think, hazarding a, hazarding a guess. Um, he was found guilty at the civil trial, but not guilty. At the criminal trial and there could be many reasons for this um we've been thinking well <laughs> were the juries you know simply a bunch of idiots or was tony's defense clever we, we just don't know but, but all we know is that he was found not guilty and pretty much he walked away free and no justice was served um and since then he's been 
it's it's been it's been 21 years it's, it's hard to believe it's been almost 21 years since this incident occurred and he's been left to you know roam free he's he's worked in the police force since uh, so up until november 2018 um i just he, you know there's a reason it's a reason why my microphone is muted when i talk when i'm on the interview so i i was so listener you at home you're gonna love this i'm i'm drinking dunkin donuts coffee i kind of gagged there and i started to kind of chuckle and laugh a little bit that's yeah that's typical obviously if you're found not guilty of abusing a baby, you should become a police officer. What a what it's such an appropriate thing to do. So well, he, was, he, he was one beforehand, you see. Oh he, my god. Okay, now okay, so you just solved the whole equation. What it is is that that judge or those judges were probably afraid of the chief of police, is probably what it is. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that could have been. Oftentimes, mm. people fear police in many countries now. We're both blessed yeah. to live in great countries with great police. Um, however, still, uh, I do nothing personal. Um, this is simply business. I do not talk to police officers because you never know which police officers are corrupt and which ones are not corrupt. So, you know, that's it's incredibly saddening, but that's probably what it was. The judge was afraid that he would have gotten, the judge would have gotten backlash. It, it's, it's so sick. It's so de- mental and deranged, but it's the way people's brains work. Uh, you know, the judge was so afraid that he would lose his job because he would potentially, I guess, piss off, uh, you know, the, the chief of police in whatever town you're, you were from at that point. That's, that uh, that's, would be my theory. Um, but that's so, that's so disgusting. Uh, and oh, that, that, that this, and probably the sad truth is he probably behaved that way because he's a police officer and he knew he could, he could have leverage and get away with it. People don't misbehave because they think they're going to get caught. They misbehave because they know they can get away. So he, he probably mm. knew that he would get away with this. The other thing, listener, that is a an immensely frustrating thing in the United States. Of course, you're from the UK, but in the United States, the justice system does not work and revolve around what people's opinions are. It revolves around what, what facts are and are not there and what can and cannot be proven. So the thing is, is that it's entirely possible for a parent to abuse their child or abuse their baby, but if the evidence is not there, if, if they do not meet the uh, criminal statute for you know in um, you know infant infant abuse child abuse then in the eyes of the law the child was not abused or the person cannot be held accountable for it so it's it's incredibly frustrating but that's probably something to that effect where he obviously he's guilty obviously yes he abused you but if he didn't abuse you in the in the eyes of the British law then it unfortunately didn't happen under those uh, under those eyes is yeah. and this is how this is the answer and this is how justice works in many you know western democracies the the problem the problem then becomes well why can't we just have a justice system that's based on opinions well then you end up with a justice system with you know what we have in troubled countries where there's all sorts of injustices and nobody gets justice so it's a problem either way, uh, which I guess is why people shouldn't abuse children in the first place. Um, so uh, mm, absolutely, uh, that 
that would that would bring that would beg a question and, and I, I would not ask this but i would ask it in a very general sense um i'm kind of tempted to ask this so if some if a police officer abuses a baby what what kind of police officer were they that's a better question um and i'm sorry to, i'm sorry to ask that out loud but that just that just kind of popped into my head you know um it sounds like a really scary well i can tell officer. you yeah well tell i can us. tell you he was like I can tell you he was actually a, an abusive um, person in general before mm. the incident occurred. He wasn't only abusive to my mum, you know, by, and I will say it, by um, throwing coffee cups at her, uh, plates at her. He wasn't only abusive in that way, but he, he was also an abusive police officer. Um, oh, my God. And from what I've been told by my mum, there's actually one, um, she was relatively new. I, I say new to the police. She'd been in, yeah, she was new at the time. Okay, so and... okay, so you come from a. Okay, so this is so we're we're going through this kind of fast. Let's slow down for for you at home. Okay, so you at home. It sounds like Will. Both of your parents are police officers. Sorry, yes, they are. Yes. Okay. See, this is a huge factor. This is yeah. The justice system would have been terrified. They would have been. They would have been completely, completely in fear of both of your parents. Oh, this is bizarre. I had a yeah. feeling this was going to get this strange. Okay, so both of your parents are police officers. Okay, yeah, and? Yeah, they are, yes. And uh, I recall uh, my mom telling me of one incident once where um, he actually, um, now these days he would not get away with this, um, but he actually, I believe, um, in order to try and get a, a criminal into the police car, he actually punched his face. Now, obviously, these days, like I say, you know, he 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 would not have got away with that. He, you know, if 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 the guy wanted to make a complaint, um, then he would be well within his rights to, and you know, Tony would have been questioned and possibly arrested for that. But obviously, he got away with that as well. So yes, he was a he was an extremely violent man, even prior to the incident. Hmm. So, yeah. So, okay. So, holy moly. So, you, you grow up. Um, and so, talk more about, you know, your life growing up blind and some of these experiences you can truly remember as a child, you know, growing up. Because you don't really remember the, being a baby. Nobody. No. Right? No. Yeah, of course. Um, so, to be honest, when I was younger, I, I really... I mean, to an extent, I knew what had happened. I mean, I mean, you can't tell a young child exactly what happened. They won't, they won't process it. They, they won't, you know, they won't understand what it all means. But I, I knew to an extent what had happened. And, but to be honest, I never used to think about it all that much. I never used to, I was just, I was just visually impaired. That's, you know, <laughs> that's all I was. And I, I never used to you know think about think about it at all and, it, and it's only come about in, in in recent years actually um sorry to skip forward many many years but we're actually skipping forward to august 2018 here um because this is really oh, okay. where it all so now okay so now for you at home now we're skipping yeah okay so there's a lot of jumping around here okay so now we're going up to more recently okay so you're an adult now let's go back to 2018 two years ago okay go from there uh -huh. that's correct yeah so it all 
it all came to a head one Sunday night in the Easter holidays of that year when me, my mum and my stepdad, um, who's been on the scene now for now it would be six years. Uh, lovely, lovely guy. Um, he so we went to went to our local cinema to see a film called Ghost Story. And it was all right um, for the first part. But, you know, it, it was, um, oh, for you listeners at home, um, it had audio description. Just so, just uh, thought I'd let you know of that one. Um, so the film was really good, um, actually, for the first part. And then it was towards the last 20 minutes, I'd say, 15, 20 minutes. Um, a part came which uh, which actually lacked in audio description. So obviously I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there going, <clears throat> "What's what's happening here?" You know, and I've I, I turn to my mom and say, "Hey, mom, can you you know please explain this?" And obviously we're in, you know we're in the cinema. We're we're not at home. You know we we can't pause the film or you know or do, or do anything like that. So she's like, "Well, I'll I'll explain it to you later on." And there I am, like I say, still with about 20 minutes of the film left to go. And I'm going, shit, I feel angry. I actually feel really angry and left out here. And on the way home, we actually had, me, my mum and stepdad, stepdad actually had a massive argument about it, um, which ultimately ended up, and this isn't, this wasn't very often for me, but it kind of, but it, but it kind of is now it ended up with me bursting into tears and it was at that point we got home and my folks were like, do you know what? Well, maybe now would be a good time to actually write to him, you know, contact, make the contact with him, with, with Tony to try, to try and get some answers to try and. So, okay. 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 So, Right. So you you are leading into the point of the discussion where you want to talk about how, and it's all it's all connected and it's all equally valid and equally important as you walk through it. But how, number one, blind people and I'm in this group, too. Um, thanks, God, I was not abused. Uh, but I I will tell you from the bottom of my heart that uh, when I get pissed, uh, if if you're <clears throat> if you're standing in Pompeii, I'll be your Vesuvius. You don't want to be anywhere near me once once you get me pissed. Uh, so I I can relate to this, and I think that a lot of people. I'm so great so grateful to have you here tonight because I think so many of our listeners are are in very similar situations all over the world where they feel sad, they feel angry and and that a lot of blind people have rages and it's a very 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 common issue um an issue that my my parents do not tolerate it but I admit I can still get upset and I do uh from time to time about very specific things um so what uh, I mean I I guess what really puzzles what really frustrates me what what really boggles my mind I guess as we say here in the states what really really gobsmacks me I guess about all of this is I just have to I just have to ask you from the bottom of my heart why 
why would you write to Tony? I mean, it was a, it was originally my my folks sort of suggestion, and I th- and I think it was really just uh, because they could find no words to can you know to console me if you like you know right they they can't they can't heal the hurt they can't take away the pain and it's kind of well why don't you write to him will just just to get some answers you know it's been 18 years he he never made contact with you on your on your 18th birthday mm-hmm. despite in this despite in previous emails to my mum actually he'd said I will see him when he's 80 when, he, when he's an adult and I will make contact with him and that's your de- that's my that's um and right that's and Will's, de- Will's decision right that type of thing right right mm-hmm. yeah mm. mm-hmm. so it was literally just to you know to, to get some answers <clears throat> really so I, I mean I I, I get it and everybody else, I'm sure that there's a listener at home who completely relates to it. Mm. It's just to me, no, I, I agree with you. Um, I, and I agree with the suggestion on one hand. I, 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 I see why your folks said that to you, Will. But it's like, on the other hand, you know, not, not knowing you one bit, I would say in general, why would you want to give someone the attention who cared so little for you and by estimation cared so little for others? You know, it's it's kind of like giving someone attention who doesn't need it. It's kind of like rewarding, you know, all this bad behavior. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. just how I see it. If it had been me, I I I don't know. I can't relate to it because luckily it never happened. So I, it's not fair for me to sit here and say I wouldn't write or would write. But I I don't know. It's so okay. So so how did you end up solving this? So what happened in the end? So, because Tony, you know, he, he's in the, or he was in the police as well. Um, so, I actually got in contact with him via work email because I, you Ooh. know, because I have um, I have my mum's work email. Obviously, it's the same as his, apart from the name. Um, so, I got in contact with him and just wrote him a simple. I mean, I did several drafts beforehand, and I ended up writing him a simple something like. I am writing to you to ask, why did you do what you did and leave us to pick up all the pieces? And I thought, hmm. right, hmm. I'll send that and see what he says to that. And um, a couple of days passed and he comes back with an email pretty much consisting of lies, excuses, yep. cover-ups, yeah, pretty much, I didn't do anything to you. Um, wow. I played over that night time and time and time again in my head. And, um, but then, but then <clears throat> there's the certain parts of his email which prove that he's deluded because he says, in one breath, he's saying, I didn't do anything to you. But then later on in the email, he says, the insinuation that I did anything intentionally, mm-hmm. which means, ah, yes, you did do something then, Tony then you know if you're saying now then what why why are you not just owning up and saying oh i'm i am so sorry you know why because he's because he he wrote me things like um you have two half brothers i won't be stating the names um you have two half brothers who are six and twelve 
um, you know, who know all about you, which is a complete lie for a start because he hasn't seen me for 18 years. <laughs> Sorry, how I'm getting would, out. No, no worries. And exactly. And how would he... And what 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 a what a load of twelve. How would he know? How would he know if if two of your half brothers knew you or not? How would he know that? I guess. Well, the question is, how does he know about me? Because he hasn't seen me for eighteen years. He doesn't well, know what I'm. Up to. Well, you wrote to him. I mean, I well, he because 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 karma because of karma. That's how he knows that karma. His behavior created bad karma. That's how he knows. Mm. oh god so then this continues uh-huh so it's pretty much oh you have two half brothers no in fact i will mention names um because i the main point is or the main reason i want to do this is, is to expose him uh his name is tony gradwell by the way mm-hmm. um so um you have two half brothers jack and evan who know all about you and he's going oh you have a bank account which was set up years and years ago for you but never actually uh, mentioned the idea of, oh, um, anyway, I can get this money to you. Uh, so he's, he's, he, his email pretty much consists of lies and cover-ups. Like I say, just excuses. No, no apologies, no nothing. He, he's apportioning blame onto anyone else that he can. You know, and it's just... The situation wasn't resolved from there. So I show the email to my family and they're all going, right, you know, we, we've got a, or mum's going, right, we've got to compose a hard-hitting response back to him. And we did. And the response pretty much detailed everything that, I don't want to say I can't do, but everything that I struggle to do, or in some instances can't do, yes. Um, you know, due to his actions. So, I mean, we, we did kind of, well, I guess we exaggerated it slightly, but obviously a lot of, you know, everything we say is true. So, you know, from, from the basics, um, when I wake up in the morning, I, I can't, you know, I can't look out the window and appreciate the supposedly beautiful world we live in, look at the weather. You know, I, I can't see the birds in the garden, um, you know, to the more, more mundane things like, you know, <clears throat> I can't read a book like you guys can, you know, if I want to, cause I'm a, I'm a musician. I love music. You know, if I want to choose a, if I want to listen to a, a CD, yes, I'm still old fashioned. I listen to CDs. Sometimes. That's cool. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. If I want to listen to a CD, I, you know, I, <clears throat> when I pick it out, I have to ask what it is, you know, I can't, cause I can't see it, you know, just detailing everything that I struggle to do. And saying, well, you know, you did do something, Tony. You know, you did do this. And even if you, even if you didn't, you know, you say you didn't mean to do it or you did nothing intentionally, you did it. And I'm blind. And it's your fault. And you're not even willing to admit that. And he never responded to that. Right. He actually never replied to that. Right. Because you and won. Because you were, you were right. And you delivered karma. Right. Yeah. Showed him that you. Well, well <sighs> it doesn't even it doesn't even end there, Aaron. Well, keep going then. Hey. Oh my doesn't God. Doesn't even end there. Yeah. Um. So, about a year goes by. We're about a year at this point, actually. Okay. So twenty nine. Okay. So we get all the way to twenty nineteen. <coughs> twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Around, around the same time, actually, a bit later on, and 
I had, and I still have frequent anger outbursts. Now, triggers of these outbursts can range from uh, not being able to understand a film or a program on the TV due to lack of audio description, like what set off the contact idea, uh, to bumping into things, to you know witnessing things around me, like, I don't know, ooh, uh, when I'm out on a walk and mum's going, oh, I'm just going to take a photo of this, or, um, you know, there's, there's people around me in the street playing, playing football, for instance, or, or just anything at all that involves vision, you know, or my stepdad will frequently go, um, oh, Claire, that's my mum, yeah, look at this, look at this, and I'm sitting there going, what? And it's like, you know, I, we had a, I had a massive, massive, massive outburst um, back in March, actually, which now this actually stemmed from my mom simply turning on the TV when I wasn't even in the room. And it's like this automatic reaction of, I want to join in with that. But to be honest, I know what will happen. I fear an outburst because whenever I do join or try and join in with my folks watching the TV and stuff, I ask a lot of questions, as I'm sure a lot of visually impaired and blind people do. And it it really gets on my nerves, or it seems to, certainly my mum's nerves, and she'll end up, and, it, and there's been several occasions um, where she'll walk out and either leave me crying or leave me feeling ashamed. Now, I'm not having a personal dig at my mum. I, I love her to bits, and I don't know what I'd do without her. But, you know, it... it my constant questions can sometimes you know, leave her like that. And long story short, this outburst stemmed from you know, her turning on the TV and stuff. And I usually what I do is I'd, is I'd either go in and try and join in or I'd go into my room and listen to music or call a friend and just try and get on with me, with me evening and, and ignore it all. Well, yeah, I must, I must say that I'm, I'm relating, I'm relating to everything, a hundred percent of what you're saying. And, um, you can, you can, I'm proud to say this on my podcast. You can call me anytime you have, you have my WhatsApp. You just, you can send me a message anytime you need to talk because oh, I totally, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, mate, I totally know and understand how frustrating it is to be blind and not have anyone to talk to. And I'm in a lot of ways, I'm the same way. I, I have, I'm someone who has always struggled with social things my entire life. So you, you just send me a WhatsApp if you want to talk. I'm always ready to help. Oh, thank you so much. Really, really mean that man, because it's really important to find people who are genuinely understanding and genuinely understanding of other people's situations. And I, I, I don't know much about you, but I know that I know that we can talk and I, I just, yeah. So yeah, I, I would, I would try to do, do something similar. Um, but I mean, I think, I don't know I, with TV, it kind of depends. I mean, there's certain shows that I watch, but then there are other certain shows that are just too visual for me. I, mm. I do have, I do have usable vision you see, so I'm able to make out a lot, but I, I tell people, I, I'm sure that there are many things that I am not seeing around the world that I'm not even aware of, or I'm sure that I perceive colors, but I'm sure that I do not perceive colors, you know, or our vision is only our perception of what we do or do not see. 
Um, so, you know, because of that, it's, it can be very, very, very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> definitely. I prefer. I tend to prefer Netflix. Um, really good podcasts. Uh, things, things like that. That that are more audio based. I think is is better, and oftentimes better written. You know, because with audio shows, you have to have your material together. You really have to know what you're doing and what you're saying to really get your message across. So yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as I say, normally I just, you know, go and try and join in with them or I go into my room and listen to music and just try and ignore my the feeling of resentment towards him. Because at the end of the day, it is resentment towards him and it's right. anger and it's the feeling of being left out. And Yeah, and the fact that, and the fact that his corruption and, and brutality and evil, evil nature it's because mm. of his evil nature that you feel left out. So it, it is his fault and you should, you should have resentment towards that. I, I, I agree with the resentment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so for this night was different and I'll, and I'll, and it's never happened before and I'll never know what set me off. Cause as I say, it's happened many times. It's never happened. Um, I went into my room, put some music on very normal. But then I got my laptop out and I wrote down my feelings, mm-hmm. something I should do a lot more often. But the next step, now, I um, have regular counselling sessions with the counsellor at my college, my boarding college, um, obviously over the phone now due to the lockdown. But um, wrote down my feelings in a document uh, and sent it to my counsellor. No problem. Then, on impulse, I sent it to my mum. And at the time, I thought that wouldn't be a problem. But then she came in about, where are we, five, ten minutes after I had sent it to her. Obviously, she hadn't seen the uh, the document yet because she's terrible with emails and stuff. Um, but um, I, told, I, you know, I told her about it. And I've, I've really kind of forgotten, you know, exactly what the conversation was. It was kind of... She was wondering if, and, and this is the point where I say to my, where, where, where I say that nobody can understand what, like nobody can understand fully what another person is going through. You know, nobody has the same feelings as the other person. And this is what made it so difficult on that night to explain my feelings in words because my mom actually thought and said to me quite a few times, well, is this a personal dig at me? Because all I want to do is just sit in front of the tally all evening. And I'm like, no, mum, this is not a personal dig at you at all. You, know, you, you can sit in front of the TV. You know, my stepdad, you know, he can sit in front of the TV. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you how I feel. I feel, you know, sad. And I feel that I, that I can't join in because if, if, you know, I want to join in, but, but you know, but I, I fear an outburst and, and that, and that part, mom and my stepdad who joined in with the conversation later on, um, didn't grasp, or well, couldn't grasp. And that night ended on a sad note, you know. And the next morning I thought, you know, it's a new day. Let's, let's start again. But 
again, I've forgotten exactly what the conversation was. I think it was me, you know, over breakfast, trying my hardest to get my mum to understand that it wasn't her fault and it's no one's fault apart from Tony's. And I've, I've forgotten what was said, but it, but it ended up with me storming out of the room, calling her an asshole, which I'm not proud of. And I went into the shower and my stepdad was out at the time and he came back in and obviously, you know, mum filled him on in on the details and when and I will just say when he gets cross he gets cross he he doesn't often do it but when he does you've got to watch out and he was cross he was annoyed that I'd called mom an asshole and he was really he, came, he was he was really in, in the states we say pissed off he was really pissed yeah off. he was really pissed yeah absolutely yeah and yeah. he came in to try and you know talk it talk it over like an adult and I'd work myself up or I was working myself into, into such a state that any any sensible conversation was out of the window and there was a lot of effing and blinding and fuck you fuck you you know slamming doors mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. I, I almost punched my stepdad actually which I'd never ever dare to do because <laughs> um, I'm not a violent person and eventually um, my stepdad ended up calling the Samaritans, which is a Ooh, UK yeah, organization. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know, and and I've I've heard of them um, on one of my most recent trips with an with an organization. You might have heard of them called Travel Eyes. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Um, it's so many happy, so many happy memories from Travel Eyes. I and I really <laughs> hope. I'm really hoping from the bottom of my heart that next year they we can start up again because I I really I really wish. I just love that organization. Just, well, it's the opposite of this sad conversation. Just uh, bright and flowers and happiness, everything about that organization. But uh, uh, I was I distracted myself so well. I distracted myself. Um. Oh yeah. One of one of the guys. One of the guys that was with us on my last trip, where we were taking a cruise down the River Rhine. He was a, a very nice, very nice old man in his in his mid eighties. And he works oh, yeah? with and he works with the Samaritans. Yeah, he does something like um, oh, he explained it like if someone needs like help or something, you like go to their house and you like get them to the help that they need or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and the conversation <clears throat> was it was it was quite therapeutic actually, and I'd managed you know all that morning there had been so much shouting going on. And I'd managed not to cry. Now, now, <clears throat> when I got on the phone because my stepdad called Samaritans and were like, and was like, right, we need to resolve this situation. My stepson is pretty much being abusive. Which, yes, I was, but there's a reason for it. Right. No, and it's, and it's not. In this case, it's not your fault. But yes, no. he was saying that in a very general <clears throat> sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I got on the phone to Samaritans and I was I was like really like I was near tears and God Aaron to to start from the beginning it was so impossible it took me about one minute to say the words when I was seven weeks old God I was in such a, I was in such a state because because I'd had that outburst and because I knew I'd done I, I knew I'd gone too far you know, in terms of taking it out on the ones that I love. And as I say, it took me about a minute because I was, you know, 
I was crying so much. It took me about a minute to even say, you know, when I was seven weeks old, I was shaking. And finally, I was able to tell my story. And although Samaritans, it isn't the job of Samaritans workers to advise, it's their job to listen. It's the fact that the lady I spoke to, Catherine, she was, she was so comforting, so reassuring, and, so, and just so calm. And it was so, as I say, it, it was therapeutic to speak to her. And I was able to, you know, like I'm doing now, I was able to get my feelings out there, you know, tell, tell the truth, <clears throat> tell it like it is. And there we go. And it was nice because after the conversation, it was all back to normal. But the reason I'm telling you about this outburst now um, is that's that's just an example. In fact, probably the worst, probably the the, the worst outburst I've ever, I've ever had, and probably will hopefully ever have. But that's just an example of outbursts that I have towards him. Now, but by the way, him. By the way, him is Tony, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. okay. You need. You need to be. We need to be a little bit more. More, more specific because there's a stepfather and then there's and then there's Tony, right? Okay. So the outbursts. Oh, yeah. The outbursts. <clears throat> what it is is the outbursts are, are, it's it's Tony. Ca- Tony caused this this whole mess. It's it's not even. Oh yeah. Fault, yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Right, yeah. Right. Sorry, I'm so used to calling him. We either call him him or that evil thing or that evil bastard. That's our name for him. I see. <laughs> right, right. So. Yeah, um, but no, I'm, I'm telling you this because um, about a year passed, like I say, of me having these outbursts, and mum was digging through um, some old old junk in the summer of 2019, summer of last year, and she came across um, some old emails that she has, she'd obviously printed out from him because he used to email her at work a lot, and in one of them, I think he'd been attempting to arrange a meeting between me and his uh, his son at the time, Jack, um, which obviously, you know, mum declined for obvious reasons. And within... Next next question, did did he... Strange question. Did he abuse Jack too? I don't believe so, no. Oh, I, well. I, I believe his two sons are cited. Um, <clears throat> well, good for... Well, okay. That's that's weird. Usually, that's, that's even even odder that's this is mm. odd this is odd man this is that's interesting okay yes yeah. so yeah so then she she said so and claire declines the meeting um for yeah. obvious re- right mm-hmm. yeah and on those on that email are some phone numbers and i'm going right <laughs> given me i want to call him <laughs> so right. the rest of the summer the rest of the summer goes by and we actually get distracted and forget about it well I forget about we don't but um and the time comes it's the 5th of september and i remember the day very well no no it's not sorry it's the 3rd of september um (laughs) and (laughs) the humor there was you 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 remember it so well you mixed up the numbers no problem no problem you remember it perfectly ahead of myself (laughs) skipping ahead by the days here okay so 3rd of september 2019 something did occur on the 5th but i'll come to that in a few minutes okay um so I get the third of September is a day that I get back from a friend's house down in Hereford, UK, um, which is uh, near to where my college is. I live about 96 miles away from there. And um, 
that night, actually, I, I've forgotten how the conversation actually started, but eventually ended up with, right, oh, do you remember those, um, that email you read, you, you read to me from Tony? Uh, do you have those phone numbers? <laughs> and it's like, yep, I do. And uh, I got them. And um, I, first of all, uh, ended up texting the mobile number for him that was given. Uh, received no reply. I pretty much just said, hi, is this Tony Gradwell? Just, uh, just uh, make okay, sure so I you, had the right so number. You, so you, you actually, wow. Wow, am I impressed with you. So you had the courage in your heart and soul to, to actually call, call, actually ring him up, actually ring him. Right. Yeah. Really? yeah. So wow. I texted him. Oh, oh well, you te okay, well, the texting is not uh, as important. I actually texted him. And okay, then still, still very, still incredibly impressed by you. Okay, so you text, you text the number that's on the email and then what happens, right? So after about half an hour, I get no response and I'm going, you can't get away with this. I, oh, I'm so angry. I'm, I'm so excited to call him. Oh, and I call him and it turns out the phone switched off. And I'm thinking, this better not be an old number. <laughs> and for the next couple of days, I'm actually leaving him messages and sending him texts going, you can't run forever. Call me back. You know, you cannot hide. I'm really blowing up his phone with voicemails and texts. And same with his wife's, because he gives him, um, he gives her his his wife, uh, Su Suzanne's uh, num number as well, <clears throat> and that's off. And this is where the fifth of September comes in. Um, I get back from a, from a nice meal with some friends, and it's like, right, I've tried Suzanne, I've tried Tony's mobile. What's the home phone number? Right. <laughs> so. I call the home phone number and it rings and I'm going, oh crap. So you hear, so you hear the brr, brr is, is the sound it makes in the UK. Yeah. Brr, brr, like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going, shit. And you know, in one, in, you know, in, on one hand, I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> please don't answer. Other hand, I'm going, oh God, you know, if he answers, what will happen? And it rings and rings. And eventually he answers. Now, I'd heard his voice previously from, um, from uh, what's it called? A video Mama showed me once. And I'm like, oh no, he's answered. And it's like, so I, I'm there, I'm, I'm, I'm literally standing there shaking. I'm like, God, probably not that bad, but it's like that. And I start off with a simple Tony. I'm, re I'm really like, I'm really, you know, firm with him. We need to talk. And he says, that's, that's Will, isn't it? And it eventually, and I'm thinking, yes, it is. But how the hell do you know my voice? And it eventually ends up at the end of the conversation that he tells me he knows my voice because he's been following, following me on YouTube. Wow. And so... I say to him, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very calm and collected initially. And I say, we need to talk. No, sorry, we need to meet. And uh, he's like, wow. um, okay, do you want to, you know, do you want to meet to chat? Or, and I'm thinking, you're asking, yeah, I'm thinking, you're asking me why I want to meet you. You're asking me, it, I don't want to meet you for a coffee, mate. <clears throat> I want to meet you. And I actually said, I, I, oh, I, got, I, I lost control, Aaron. Yeah. I am all right. Yeah. I am all right to tell some stuff, right? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, from me going, we need to talk. It, it ends up with me going, I want to talk to discuss the shit that you've put me through, you fucking bastard. And I'm really like, I'm really, and there he is going, okay, 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 calm down, and that, you know, don't don't shout and this that, and the other. And it's like, well, and I can't remember how the whole conversation actually went but i can tell you it was it was pretty much half an hour of us going round and round in circles he was totally unwilling to admit guilt again just like the email apportioning blame onto anyone else that he could anyone you know make making up things like uh, oh your mum your your mum couldn't be bothered to turn up to the criminal trial and and it's like this guy i gotta i gotta tell you this guy this guy sounds like a a really loved a really loved some a real low life is what this <laughs> guy sounds like i mean, oh yeah i mean i'm not i mean i'm got like you know you at home okay i'm not i'm not here to judge people but this guy sounds just like a horrific horrific individual I, I oh, yeah. I'm I I am I'm really scared of the fact that someone like this became a police officer in the UK. That mm. that, that is really the scariest part of all of it. Um, wow. <clears throat> I mean, this is this is just this is just unbelievable. I mean, this is this is a real, a really 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 uh, dangerous, incredibly psychopathic individual. Um, I guess. How, how did you so what ends up happening how did you even manage this i mean because this type of people like this just belong in prison in in my opinion so <clears throat> i mean how how did you deal with this in the end what whatever ended up happening well i was i mean i guess towards the middle of the conversation i, I was sort of stuck for things to say and my mom actually came in at one point because she heard me yelling at him and I did that quite a few, pretty much a lot of the conversation was me yelling. So she did, you know, she came in, I, I put him on speaker and then, you know, she's sort of whispering things to me, you know, telling him what to say. And in the end, it <clears throat> ends up with me saying, well, we're going round and round and round in circles here, Tony. You're unwilling to admit guilt. You're unwilling to admit anything. And it ends up with me saying, well, do you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to meet you. I don't want to see you, you know, I, I don't want to speak to Aaron, fuck off. And, right. and I will just say at the, at the start of the conversation, actually, I actually, because I was going back to college the next day and wouldn't be back for over a month. So I said to him, right, do you want to meet on the 26th of October? And immediately he goes, oh, oh, um, I might be working that day. And it's like, <laughs> well, isn't that a good excuse? I could have come up with that myself. What a good excuse that is. I'm just like really, you've not even checked really your diary. And it really, and you know, it like it really, you can tell that it really takes a lot of intelligence to think, oh, I got to work. Oh, geez, that's a real, real sweat job there. Really sweated that one out. What a low life. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> now, you're, so, yeah, it, it pretty much ends up with, like I say, you know, me saying, well, fuck off. I don't want to see you again. I don't want to speak to you again. You know, have a nice life. And he was like, oh, yeah, we, you've got my phone number. Do you want to oh call on. me in? Come so, on, yes, come on. Really? Yes, really? I have got your fucking phone number, mate. Oh, God. 
these people. <laughs> it says this is society, guys. Society. Some you know some parents produce children like Tony. I guess I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with some of these people, but oh my god. Okay, so. <clears throat> So yeah. So, so what yeah. did you? So well. Anyway. Um. So after well, you looked. So after you looked at your diary on the twenty sixth <clears> of October, what did you choose to do on the twenty sixth of October? <laughs> well, I mean, the plan. What I mean, yeah. I mean, that was when I was back for half term. The plan would have been to to meet him, perhaps with my stepdad or a friend of mine, um, or a family friend of ours. Mm. You know, present. Mm. Just, just, just so that he can, just so that he can see with his own eyes what he has put me through, and would he really deny it then? I don't know but obviously he's like oh no I'm working then so yeah but that was that was the final contact I had with him pretty much and for about two or three months afterwards my mental health spiraled downhill so so much because and I still think about it to this day and I'm, I'm not in as you know awful a position as I as I was because last year I was you know in the last year I was I was in a terrible state mentally and you know I went back to college and I would I would literally spend my evenings binge eating you know I would literally binge eat takeouts all the time or order takeouts every night and just eat no wonder I'm fat and <laughs> and <clears throat> you know, I, I I do things that could be classed as attention seeking. You know, like now I will just state here: I ne- I would never, and I did never, turn to anything like drugs, alcohol, or self harm. I would never do that. But I did do things, you know, which would still be classed as attention seeking, like. Um, I tried to set up a, a GoFund, no, sorry, a Just Giving page online, uh, fundraising to for a potential cure for my for my site. Uh, I contacted different uh, different specialists, um, you know, to see if there was anything they could do. I, I was so desperate to get a cure for my site. I was I, I, I was just in a really bad place mentally. I, you know, I, I'd get myself signed off from lectures, um, <clears throat> not all the time, but you know some of the time and I, and, I, and I would just I I just felt so awful right right very tragic no, none of this none of this is is none of this is uncommon mm. <clears throat> no and I as I say I, I mean that's I mean I'm sorry, I'm stuck for words here, but that, that, that's kind of all, really. Like, I'm, I was, I was in a bad place, and that's that's all. You know, I, I'd spend my evenings binge eating. I would, you know, I did things like contacting those specialists to try and um, regain my, you know, try and you know see if there was a, a chance of regaining my sight. It was just awful. You know, my my friends at college, bless them, they they really bear the brunt of my outbursts. They really did, because because um, I had a couple of outbursts at college as well. One which actually involved me throwing a box at my friend, which they weren't expecting, and I, and I wasn't obviously expecting to do it either. But pretty much, I just picked up. You know, I got myself into such a state, and I just picked up the first thing that you know that that uh, 
that I found and just chucked it at him. And <laughs> luckily, we are still friends to this day. And luckily, he did understand. But, you know, bless, bless him, you know. They, my, my college friends and stuff, you know, they, they, have, they have, you know, bared the brunt of my outburst. And that's pretty much it, really. To be honest, it's, as I say, I'm not in the same position now. You know, I, I'm a lot calmer. You know, I, I feel a lot better mentally. I can never forgive and forget. I don't think any, any of us can. You know, I, I, I don't intend to contact Tony again. But I will say, actually, that me and my mum are actually writing a book about him and about how it's affected us. I'm so glad you're writing a book. All of my guests so far have been writing books and wanting to publish books. And I, I said this on my last episode or a couple episodes before. I'm going to say it right now. I hope that you are my first guest who comes here to Aaron's Opinion and reads a portion of your book and presents your book to the world right here on this, on this podcast. Because I would, oh, yes. I would love to help you tell your story and I would love to help you to make sure that your book is published and um, off the air I can give you uh, some recommendations or some opinions where you might of people that you might want to contact who maybe specialize in publishing material for people who are blind or would be familiar with dealing with someone who's blind who is also an author so um, I'm really determined to make sure that you that this project is, is a success and that your book gets published because it's so <clears throat> oh, critical. Thank you very much. So critical for society, and you would feel so proud. You would feel so proud of yourself if you did it, and quite frankly, I would feel really proud and happy to know that my podcast helped someone in another country tell a story that needed to be told. So that's really yeah. that's really that's really valuable, um, but you should. You should definitely write a book about that. Has your has your mother retired from the police force? Um, she's retiring in about seven months, and she's okay. looking forward to it very much. Good, good, because then she can write whatever she wants to write, you know, without having. Well, yeah, we actually have. Well, I mean, the book isn't is nowhere near finished. I mean, what what the way it's being laid out is she's mm. pretty much writing her experiences. So, because you know, because she was there for the aftermath of the of the incident and that I'm writing my experiences of, of living with sight loss. And I will send you a copy of it. Um, I'll send you a copy of my point of view. My point of view is finished. Mum's hasn't. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, definitely, you know, if you can be of any assistance in terms of, you know, directing me to certain contacts, mm. then mm -hmm. that would be fantastic. Well, it's not, it's not so much a contact. It is someone, it's someone that I know it is a organization and a particular person that I know of very, very, very famous person in the podcast and radio world. Um, he's um, now I, I don't want to name, I don't want to name drop and I don't want to make a big deal of it right now. Um, do you know who I'm talking about? If I say the blind guy from New Zealand who has the famous radio station, because he also, do you listen to podcasts like constantly? No. Okay. No problem. Yeah. Um, I'll get, I'll, I'll show you later, but so he, the, this guy, he has, he has a business and one, he does many things. One of them is he runs a publishing company. And I think that a book that's written by a blind person about their experiences in life, especially by being abused and needing, needing the world to know this information 
Um, I mean, I don't know. That sounds like something that, that, that this particular person would want to have published. And he would uh, work on, you know, creating an audio file for it. He would work supposedly, um, or not supposedly, I shouldn't say it that way. But I, I mean, I've never actually done this, but he does a lot uh, to help people all over the world. And it's, it's someone who I, you know, and I'm, I'm saying it because it's someone who I want to talk to. Um, he's kind of, um, he's kind of shy, I guess. I guess he's he mm. he's one of these people that's kind of shy. I think he he suspects. I I'm I just kind of have the feeling that with certain podcasters, always silent listeners, and I I suspect that he he is or their company is aware of this of this show. They probably mm. are, because I participated in a in one of their live shows and I tweeted at them. So I think at some level, it, some of them know know of the show and whether they've listened, who knows, but. Um, it's so important to get books published and it's so difficult. So at very least, let, let me help you off the air. I'll send you a website where you might want to check out and you might want to, I don't know, think about sending an email and filling out the contact form because it, it could, it could just be what gets your book published. And who knows, it might, it might save a family. It might save a child. You know, you never know. Oh yeah. You never know. You never know what it could do, or you never know who you could help, or you never know who might listen. So that's that's the mystery of podcasting, and that's really why I got into this. All right, let me talk for a bit. Let me let me let me let you take a breath. You've, whoo, ah, I might I might have to I might have to grab a beer and have a pint myself after this one. This is this is a stressful. <laughs> I might have to I might have to get a drink or something. This is a little stressful. Whew. Um, so listen, or you, you already know who I am, but will my, my name, my name is Aaron Richmond. I'm the host of Aaron's opinion. You know, this just so we can kind of tie all these loose ends together. I live somewhere in an undisclosed location. I don't give it out on my show. I'm happy to tell you off the air. It's a long story. Um, it also relates to my safety. I live in an, in an undisclosed location somewhere in the world. Um, my background is in the field of international relations, and I had a wonderful time studying abroad at the University of East Anglia. So I'm very familiar with your country. You have a wonderful country. England, England's a great oh, place. Thank you. Eng England's, England's a perfect place to go. So perfect. I don't know why British people leave England. It's, I, I, I loved it. I loved it there. Um, it's a great place. really is. And uh, that is, um, okay, how do I? All right. Yeah, that would be great. So let me just let me just end by saying that the reason why I created Aaron's Opinion is to create a really, really, really great podcast that addresses issues in the blindness community and where we talk about the issues that blind people all over the world are suffering from, dealing with, and need to talk about right here, right now on my show. And that's why I created this podcast. And I've noticed that I've oh, attracted... Nice. I've noticed that I've attracted... <clears throat> really 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 articulate and really 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 strong guests so i mm. really hope that this works i really hope that this is working from the bottom of my heart i've done a lot of traveling well i've been to england as i said been to france three times my second language is french um i uh i did in one of my previous episodes i did interview a former um correctional officer at a prison <whistles> oh boy that was oh wow uh it, it wasn't quite as stressful as your story but it it was uh, quite a story um <clears throat> i've done a lot of traveling around europe and um 
Yeah, yeah. So um, my next question is, um, when do you want to come back for part two? Because I want to give you a part two. I feel you deserve a part two. When do you want to come back? I mean, the <laughs> this is the thing. Like, I, I don't know what to say in part two. I mean, well, I'm, okay. I'm, well, you know what? Well, I okay. Well, you know what? That's totally fine. Well, here, let's let's do this. Let's let's leave this one here. Let me go. Um, let's kind of wrap it up by saying um, that I I immensely look up to your courage in coming to my podcast not even knowing who I am is just some stranger from an undisclosed location. And your, your courage to talk about this shows how, how strong of a person you truly are. And as as far as all that other nonsense, I don't know, there's a special place in hell for certain people. Certain people are going there is unfortunately or fortunately the, the, the way that works. So know that I am a firm believer of karma. I believe that, your willingness to tell the truth will help you always and his actions will always hurt him in more ways than he's even aware. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> listener, if you have questions for Will, if you have feedback, everybody is so shy out there. Talk to me, comment below. I want to do a part two, but we need more questions. And in the future, Will, you're always welcome to come back on this thing. But I think we do need more material. Um, So, of course, like, share, subscribe. And um, there might be something very special might be happening with this podcast. Something else special. The other special thing that happened a couple weeks ago was that I'm on YouTube. This podcast is on YouTube. But something even more special might be happening with this episode. So you're, I'm going to have to keep you on the edge of your seats for that one. <laughs> um, this episode will be tweeted out. I think that you don't, you don't, uh, you aren't on Twitter uh, with all the, I am now. Oh, you are now. I am now. I, I got it about a few hours ago. My mom persuaded me to, to come back on it, but, but I'll I'll send you my Twitter name as it's not actually my I I never use my own name on Twitter. Oh, okay. Well, I, I tell you what. Okay, that makes this a lot easier. I will tweet out. I will send you my um my official tweet from my company. I'll, I'll just I'll just copy um I'll just put a tweet right 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 in our chat on WhatsApp and you'll just see the tweet and then you'll just kind of kind of follow your nose, follow the trail from there when this is done. I don't know when it will be done. I do have to go back and I always go back and listen. Um, to everything. Um, but then again, yeah, I'm not sure when it's going to come out, but when it does, I'll tweet it out to you. Um, and of course, please follow me. If you do follow me, which I know you will, you'll know everything that my show does and all the people that were helping along the way. I'll be sure to send you more information to help you get your book published. I'm determined to do that. If anything else, um, is there any, uh, is there any, uh, final, final message or final words of wisdom that you want to tell the world from wherever anyone might be listening well okay first of all i have to say thank you so much for listening thank you so much aaron for allowing me to come on this podcast and i'm gonna say this and it may seem very harsh and i'm very nervous about saying it but i'm gonna say it because i believe i put it in my book to anthony robert gradwell If you ever listen to this or read my book, 
I hate you. I despise you. And I never want you in my life again. And you've been listening. You're welcome. On that note of strength, who definitely deserved to hear that, um, you've been listening to Aaron's opinion. The podcast for blind people where we talk about issues in the blindness community. I got to tell you, that was material. That was... That was quite an experience. Um, Let's stop right here. Anyway, guys, you at home from all over the world, you can listen to Aaron's opinion on all of the podcasting clients. Follow our show on YouTube, Twitter, and our show's Facebook page, Aaron's Opinion. If you want to comment below or if you want to send me a nasty email telling me what a horrible person I am and how I'm deemed to go to hell, go right ahead. I'd be happy to I'd be happy to read some negative emails. Considering you don't send any of them, send some emails. And if you want to say something nice to me, I might I might put it on this show, on this podcast. But if you do say something foolish or ignorant or just rude, it's not getting on this podcast. All right. As I like to say, have a good day today, a very good evening to you, sir, in England. Uh, You stay safe from wherever you might be in the world. Stay safe, everybody. And we will certainly be back, as I like to say, have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all-in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929. At Arundel Mills, must be 21, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Duncan's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet. Crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusions apply. Limited time offer.